0: Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of The Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brahms. As with the previous episode, you might hear Tom Turner reference in this episode that there were no active cases in the two nursing homes which he represents in South Carolina. This particular episode was recorded on September the 29th, 2020, and that was true at the time. We do not have an update on whether that has continued to be true over these past several weeks as the number of cases has ramped up throughout the country. We would ask you to be in continued prayer for Tom and the staff and the residents there in South Carolina as they continue to minister to senior adults in their facilities. Tom Turner joins me today here on the Biblical Perspectives on Aging podcast. Tom, would you take a few moments to introduce yourself and let us know where you serve? Certainly will.
1: Hey, Andy. uh, My name is Tom Turner. I serve as the president and CEO of the South Carolina Baptist Ministry of Aging. And obviously, as it sounds, we're over in South Carolina on the East Coast. Um, I'm excited to be with you and hope I can share some information with you all that's helpful. Tell you a little bit about myself. I've had the great privilege to lead our organization for the last 11 years, and we are connected. Um, or We are a ministry partner of the South Carolina Baptist Convention, one of the seven ministry partners that are here in South Carolina and affiliated with the Baptist Convention. And so I've been with our organization 11 years. I'm a lifelong Baptist. and my entire career, I've worked in senior care. Tell you a little bit about how Baptist I am. I am a lifelong Baptist, but yet also married into a missionary kid's family. And so this has been a great privilege for me to serve in this role with my background and which is in administration. I've served in skilled nursings and assisted living as an administrator in the for-profit side before I moved into this role 11 years ago.
0: Okay. Okay, great. Well, for our listeners, I'm going to share that when we refer to the SCBMA, uh, we mean the South Carolina Baptist Ministries of Aging, and that's ultimately your employer at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this this podcast is uh, a ministry of the Baptist Home in Missouri, but it's good for listeners everywhere to hear how God is working in different regions, different areas with those who are caring for the aging. So could you please uh, share a little bit about the ministry of the SCBMA? Okay.
1: Well, as I said earlier, we're part of the Baptist Convention here, an affiliation, and so we serve as our own 501c3, and our our ministry is represented by two life plan communities. We formally called those continuing care retirement communities, and so we have a uh, our campuses serve an array of services to our residents that live there, independent living, assisted living, and lastly, skilled nursing services. We've been operating for 60 years and are, honor, uh, are honored to have Christ-centered environments where our residents find meaning, purpose, and joy. And that's really the purpose of our campuses. And we've just been able to do that for a lot of years. And so it's an exciting place to be. And I I'd, I love to tell people about our two campuses. They are um, Bethay Retirement Community in Uh, Darlington, South Carolina, and Martha Franks Retirement Community in Lawrence, South Carolina. And uh, maybe I can tell you a little bit more about both of those if it's appropriate.
0: Sure. Go go ahead. Please feel free.
1: So um, we'll start with Martha Franks, which is our younger of the two, 35-year-old campus. This campus sits in the um, upstate of South Carolina. It sits on rolling hills in a beautiful, relaxing setting. At that particular campus, we have a great number of retired pastors and missionaries that live on our campus and always have, especially missionaries. I think they're somewhat drawn to our campus. And I think when I, when I think about our two campuses, I think, and, and really our focus over the last several years has been service. One of the things we realize is that when folks make a choice to move to a community like ours, Many times they're moving to our communities because of a need they have, whether it be a physical need, maybe there's some memory impairment, maybe one spouse is healthier than another. But what we see a lot of times, and in most cases, our residents that choose to live on our our two campuses have been very active in service, either on the mission field as a pastor or pastor's wife, or as Christian laity. And so, One of the things that um, Martha Frank's campus really does well is to continue placement of service for our folks. And we've done that. One example of that is about seven years ago, Martha Frank started a Billy Graham call center and it's operated by residents uh, mostly and some volunteers and some staff. But if you're not familiar or your audience is not familiar with the Billy Graham call center, Um, you'll you'll know that the Billy Graham crusades are are re-shown, re-televised. And when those uh, um, crusades are re-televised, there's a prayer line at the bottom that individuals can call. And our Martha Franks campus is one of those prayer locations. And this is done twice a month. So twice a month, of course, it's been erupted a little bit with COVID in the virus, but twice a month individuals can call in or when they call into that prayer line from the crusade, it is dispatched into Martha Franks. And since 2013, when we started this, our residents and those who volunteered in that, in that ministry have answered 2,642 calls. Wow. And of those have resulted in 787 salvations Amen. and other assurances and rededications. Um, but it's just a great example of how those who have been in ministry life all their lives, whether it be in the pulpit or otherwise, can still serve and, and minister. Um, I had a little lady at Martha Franks tell me one time that she wanted to serve but didn't know how to serve. And uh, because she she felt like she couldn't oper- you know, operate a telephone well and and be on the line... But she, she was able to um, be in a prayer circle right outside of this area where these calls are coming in. And uh, so we really uh, want folks to be involved and continue to serve in those, those ways. So that just gives you a little, a little bit of the spirit of our two campuses. Um, that's Martha Frank specifically at Buffet. Uh, Buffet Retirement is, has been serving there for 60 years. We opened it just right at 60 years ago now. And uh, it's a very similar environment. It's in the PD area of South Carolina, which may not mean anything to your audience, but to give you some logistics. That's about 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach. Okay. I think most everyone knows where Myrtle Beach is. And uh, so that is a property, a large property. We had over 100 acres at one point. And um, it's a very similar spirit, more of an agriculture history. And we are in the process, we're very excited because we're in the process of building a nursing replacement in, those, in that campus today. We're about 85% finished and their nursing, which is the oldest building on the campus, 60 years old, is getting ready to have a brand new campus. And we're building a household model, um, which means it will be more residential in feel. And, and, and really um, non-traditional for skilled nursing settings, so um, uh, very busy on our Bethay campus right now as we <laughs> as we get ready to open or to transition residents over and open our new building, uh, we believe probably somewhere between the second and third weeks of November. Oh, wow, so that's a little bit of our campuses, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, while we're on this subject, Tom, I know that you're also in the midst of expanding. You're looking at the possibility uh, of adding a, another campus as well. And obviously, you know, the baby boomers are retiring 10,000 a day, I think is, is the number uh, that, that relates to that. So the the need for care, skilled care, uh, and and just retirement settings in general are going to continue to increase throughout the uh, decade. So could you share a little bit about uh, the rationale? I mean, I just gave part of it from my perspective, Mm -hmm. but from Mm -hmm. your perspective, a rationale for possible expansion, uh, where that's going to be, and what gap that you hope that uh, fills for uh, the retirement community in South Carolina?
1: Well, I think you hit a, a, a driving factor in in your introduction to that um, we we assessed or completed a strategic plan our board did five years ago, and as we were looking at um, you know what our ministry 's mission is and, and can, will continue to be, one of the things we we did isolate is the need for growth logistically or or more uh, where we serve in South Carolina. Our campuses, while we're not a big state, our campuses are about two and a half, three, uh, two and a half to three hours apart. Okay. And one is in the PD, one is in the upstate. We do not have a presence in the what we call the Midlands, which is the center of our state. And so that's really where we have isolated the, the possibility of an expansion. And our board likes the idea of expanding into a third campus. And so we've been looking at... Uh, how how we might can do that prayerfully looking at property and such and such things. Um, but we might, you know, God may open doors for us to serve in another way, whether it be a, you know, a, a different line of service, but that that's what we're looking at. And I would say that for us beyond the increase in senior needs that you mentioned, the, the baby boomers, and that certainly is a major driver, but also it, for us our expansion goes back to our mission as an organization and and you know our mission is to provide professional services with compassionate care so that all we serve may thrive and working in this industry for 27 years and I say industry I should say ministry now but working with senior adults for 27 years one of my one of the things I have realized is that as a society, we many times place a senior adult on a shelf when they finish their work. Mm. And, and we, we try to say compassionately is meant to be helpful is to say, you've done your work, let someone else do that. Um, and, and when we do that many times, Andy, we are no longer valuing or placing value on that individual. And, and we all have value and we can continue to contribute through our entire life, whether it be mentoring others, uh, it's a lot of different ways you can do that. So we want to we want to serve play, folks where they are. Um, sometimes that's an independent person who who wants the safety and security of one of our campuses. Other times it's because from a there's care needs for one or both of the uh, maybe a couple or an individual. And so that's really our goal is to meet them where their needs are, but to also, like I mentioned about one of our campuses is to be able to provide an environment where they're, they're with folks like they're used to being with maybe in their local church home, they're continuing to be able to serve each other. And then at the time where it's important for them to be served themselves, that there's a community that comes alongside them and serves them. And that that's really our driving factor for growth.
0: I, I don't want our audience to uh, miss what you were talking about earlier with the Martha Franks retirement community there. Um, I know that we went into the expansion, but what a great ministry to have the opportunity to continue to serve. Uh, For those you know related to the Billy Graham Call Center and and the number of people they're helping, they can see that difference in themselves and have maintain hope and dignity in serving others as well. So, that's that's wonderful. Well, Tom, one of the challenges obviously this is being recorded in the latter part of 2020, a year that will be remembered for a few different things. One of which I'm certain will be COVID. So. What has been the effect of COVID for your ministry right now, and how have you responded to date? And and are there any changes that you're looking at making just to continue to make sure, uh, as we talked about before we came on air, with the uptick around in the state and stuff, and of course that's you know around the country and around uh, the world. But what impact is the virus? having on your different communities now? And, and how are you? Uh, how have you weathered the storm? What are you looking to do to weather the storm in the future?
1: Well, t- 2020 has been an interesting year, hasn't it? <laughs> I will tell you, I'm very thankful that today we, do, we are not being impacted by COVID on either of our campuses. You know, when most of, a large portion of what we do is, or care for care levels is assisted living and skilled nursing. Um, COVID has been a big deal because it's really changed the fabric of what we do on our campuses, as I'm sure it is in Missouri. We've had restricted visitations on most of our campuses since March. We are now getting ready to to have a re-entry into our campuses, hopefully over the next two weeks. And that, of course, is contingent upon the COVID positivity rates in our counties, and what our local government will allow, but it's it's appearing that we may be able to start having visitors in, back into our assisted living and skilled nursing over the next two weeks. I will tell you, Andy, uh, this has been tough, and in in my experience um, operating senior living communities, it is it is unparalleled to anything we've dealt with before, and and our staff and residents have been so resilient during these this time. But it's been hard because you know if you think about it, Andy, our residents have not seen their family members, Mm -hmm. especially in the skilled nursing arena, have not seen family members in six months until just recently when we were able to start doing window visits. I don't know how it is in Missouri. In South Carolina, you know, really didn't really hit the news, if you will, as far as cases until, I don't know, May or June, something like that. And then we've just seen the continued growth in that. And so... It has been difficult in a lot of ways, but God has really blessed in a lot of ways too. I will share with our audience that we, we did have COVID enter one of our campuses in our skilled nursing back in May. And we, you know, reacted very quickly. I think some of what has to do with why one campus and not another, why one nursing facility and not another potentially has to do with the environment and ventilation and the the years of your building and, and, all that physical plant things, but we were able to eradicate it, and so we have not had any cases um, in that community, and none in our other campus since um, since June, first week of June. Wonderful. So we've been very blessed with that. What are we doing in the future related to COVID? Well, I think this is going to be like you, know, like yours and mine. Daily life has changed completely. I wear a mask just about everywhere, which I think you do too, and I think our audience does. So uh, I think, you know, we're going to see in senior living a continued heightened awareness of that for a while. We have been looking for our communities on all things environmental. What can we do to keep the airflow and uh, to to where it helps to not allow, allow it into our communities? And then just Continuing to follow all the regulatory guidelines of the CDC with precautions and screenings, I think that's here to stay for a while. I do not think we're going to operate any differently, um, at least through 2021. If you ask me personally, I'm ready for visitations. While it's risky and scary in some ways, as an individual who's experienced a loved one in a nursing facility, um, it's got to be terribly difficult not to see your loved one and then to be dependent on others to care for them so I, i hope we can carefully and safely open the doors back up in limited form so that our residents can see their loved ones and experience that again
0: thank you for joining us today in the next episode i will continue the conversation with tom turner as we look at what other states are doing as it relates to caring for seniors Biblical Perspectives on Aging is brought to you by The Baptist Home, a ministry committed to setting a Christ-like standard of care for the aging. For more information, go to thebaptisthome.org. That's all one word, thebaptisthome.org. Together, we can be the voice for the aging. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by The Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome, that's all one word, .org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the agent.